You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras, the Colorado Rockies trade deadline edition. Hello, everyone. I'm Allison Fitter from MLB.com. And my head is spinning, but not so much because of what the Rockies trade uh, entailed, because that seems like really easy stuff compared to some other things that have been going on in the league. But since this is the Rockies podcast, we're going to talk to Thomas Harding, who covers the Rockies and can break it down for us. So, Thomas, first of all, let's go back a few days when this thing went down. I mean, we've been laughing since spring training because we had to, like, talk about the Tulowitzki trade rumors, and we pretty much decided he wasn't going anywhere. And then we decided if he was going somewhere, maybe it would be the Mets, uh, and then none of that happened. So tell me how this whole thing came about and your reaction to it. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, this was one of those things, as you said, that it should have happened. We thought it should have happened, but the way things have operated in the past, no one was sure that it actually would. Um, the Blue Jays apparently approached the Rockies back during the winter meetings about this type of deal. Um, but as the, as the season went on, the Blue Jays kept coming back, and I guess the last three or four weeks they were coming, and the Rockies – kind of like the pitching prospects that were thrown in there. Um, Jeff Hoffman was coming off Tommy John surgery, and he's proving to be the guy that the Rockies even looked at in the draft a couple of years ago. The problem was, if he hadn't got hurt his elbow, he would have been one of the top three picks. But now the Rockies have a guy they picked number um, seven in Kyle Freeland and the, and the eighth pick, who was Jeff Hoffman. So they've got... They've helped build their future with this, and that's the type of deal that the Rockies needed to make. Yeah, so let's – I mean, really, it's their their goal is obviously to draft and develop their own pitching because um, it's so hard to attract pitchers to come there. So this is kind of along those lines, right? I mean, this was uh, a way – I guess it's like something that they really couldn't – they really couldn't turn away was an opportunity to replenish the system with pitching, even though it meant getting rid of their franchise player. Uh, yes, it did. And in fact, th- my question is, is this the future of the Rockies where um, when they get guys that are late in their contracts or, or say guys that are about to hit their free agency, do they need to look at this type of deal as opposed to signing a lot of guys to long-term deals and then being stuck payroll-wise? Do they need to make more of these type of deals to keep to replenish that youth, youthful pitching? Because let's face it, some of them are going to pan out, some aren't. So you don't want to be stuck there. You want to have as much pitching depth as you possibly can. Okay, so there's two things I want to ask you about. First of all, Jose Reyes, where does he fit in this whole thing? I mean, obviously there had to be money uh, that they had to take on in order to take Tulowitzki's money off of the payroll. But, you know, I, I mean, there was speculation that maybe he'd be flipped, that maybe he wasn't going to be a Rocky very long. Where does he fit in at this point? Um, that's a good question because uh, this lineup needs – Speed, and you can look at it now and say, hey, a guy who can run a little bit really helps this lineup. The fact of the matter is he is making, over the next two years, $48 million, which is actually more than Tulowitzki would have been making. He would have been making about 40 over that time. So uh, does he hamstring you in the short term? Now, in the long term, he does help quite a bit because they saved about $50 million for Tulowitzki, who was signed through 2020. So there is that, but are they going to be able to do what they need with this roster with Jose Reyes on it? Um, does, you know, is he uh, still the shortstop he was a few years ago? Can he help this team? Or are they going to have to move 
that and maybe even eat some of that money to get more prospect types or to get more young players or maybe somebody they control a little bit longer. Um, so with the deadline looming, that is a question. I don't see an obvious place for him to go, but if he does stay with the team throughout the rest of the season, then I guess they get a good look at what he means to the lineup, but they also have to decide, do we need to do something else here because of the amount of money that Jose Reyes yeah, that's uh, wow. This whole thing is—it's um, very confusing, which is why you and I just report on it, and we let the uh, front offices actually make these moves. But uh, okay. the last thing, of course, we need to get to is, is Tulowitzki. His reaction um, was—I mean, it seemed like he was totally taken off guard. Um, you know, the fan reaction, like what this, what has been transpiring over these last couple of days, with just the whole uh, notion that now this guy is actually not a Rocky anymore, and he's kind of the face of the franchise. Uh, that's right, yeah. I think that uh, it was talked about so much, it's almost like now that he's gone, we can't talk about it anymore. But, no, he was not expecting this deal at all. And the th- thing about it was, yeah, the Mets kept coming up, and there were a few other teams that, that maybe were sniffing around, but nobody had any idea that the Blue Jays were involved. So here's the question you end up asking, and really it's a um, it, it's just sort of a philosophy question or – some people say it's a treatment question. Should Troy Fulowitzki have known that the Toronto Blue Jays were talking about trading for him? Should he have known at the start of his road trip, hey, you may want to pack your passport or something like that because we don't know what's going to happen. Hint, hint. Um, it, it looks like the Rockies are doing their best not to let trade rumors get out there. We found out what happened with that Mets Brewers deal that – Sometimes things can go wrong. It doesn't happen often, to be honest with you. But somehow, sometimes things can go wrong. If that's the case, that's fine. But if you've told Tulowitzki, hey, we're going to include you on a lot of this stuff, should they have given him a little bit more of a heads up? Now, I was talking to somebody else in the baseball business, and they said, you know, it's great to let a guy in on it, but what would have happened if Tulowitzki said Toronto – gee, I've got to play on turf or I've got to go to Canada, and he could have come up with reasons not to like the deal and maybe gone out publicly and said a few things about it before it happened. So it's just it's tough to pull these deals off, and certainly with a player like that, he means a lot to your organization and there are hurt feelings involved in it. Ultimately, they've got to do what they feel is right for the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, I, I mean, this whole thing, I think it's such a dangerous precedent to say like that they want to include him. And I, and I get where they're coming from and, and where the sentiment is coming from, that, yes, he's meant so much to this franchise, but you can't do that because, first of all, you can't just say, oh, well, we're toying around with this. I mean, the deal might be made. The deal might not be made. It might not be uh, the right deal. Then, then, obviously, like, he knows that they're trying to trade him. And then, yeah, and like you said, he can try to do things to, to stop it. He can make it public. I mean, I don't think that any team can really do that with any player unless they have a no-trade clause and actually have to be consulted before they're traded. But beyond that, that just sounds it just seems to be like entering a territory that can get very, very dangerous and become more of a PR disaster than what we saw last night with the Brewers and the Mets. Uh, yeah, it, it could become a PR disaster. And In fact, as the Rockies move forward, like I say, their big question is, if, if they have a star offensive player like a Nolan Arenado or if D.J. LeMahieu continues to be an all-star, I, I do believe that they're going to have to come up with a philosophy on what to do with those players. Uh, the long-term contracts like they've given Tulowitzki, like they've given Carlos Gonzalez, even Todd Helton, that became a fiasco when they tried to trade him to the Boston Red Sox and then rescinded the, the deal. 
those, it seems like you end up with PR disasters along the line, but also they do hamstring your payroll. So they're going to have to make some decisions as to how they handle when they have a star offensive player come through the organization. Do they have to just, um, yeah, maybe we can build and make this guy the new face of the franchise? Or do you say, you try to win while he's here, but before that free agency time, if you're not winning, maybe you flip him and get a few other extra parts and see if you can do it that way because you're always going to need pitching. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that it's important for teams to understand, like, be realistic about where they are. And I think a lot better decisions could be made if they just were able to say to their owners, here's actually where we are, and I'm not going to sit there and tell you what you want to hear, which is that we're going to be contenders every year. And I think that's a bit of a problem, too. Is, and I'm not uh, focusing on the Rockies here. I have no idea what the conversation's for, but it seems like, you know, these GMs are trying to placate their owners and they come up with these cockamamie ideas about actually where their organization stands instead of what is actually happening. Well, I'll tell you, with the Rockies, I will say this, the former general manager, Dan O'Dowd, um, I had quoted him at one point as saying that I believe it's um, they can expect to make the playoffs with their payroll model four times in a 10-year period. Which that sounds like that sounds like a very realistic type of thing. They they compared themselves to Tampa Bay and a, and a few teams like that, and that's really the cycle that a lot of teams are on. But when that went public, then all of a sudden they're like, oh, the Rockies, they don't have high expectations, and you know, you compare them to the Broncos, and and they're just trying to make the playoffs every few years or whatever. But as you said. That is reality, and sometimes teams have to operate that way, that maybe you can expect to have everything together four times in a 10-year period. Then the other times, what you're hoping is that um, some of your pitching comes along quicker than expected, or maybe a guy that you didn't expect to be a star becomes a superstar, and then suddenly you're looking at a team that can unexpectedly make the playoffs. I think four times in a 10-year period making the playoffs is just fine. It doesn't sound good to the fans, but it actually sounds pretty good. But, um, yeah, who knows? Anyway, and, and, and that's the thing. You cannot get caught up in fan expectation on this or, 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 or fan love and loyalty. I mean, there are a lot of people who are going to be upset that Troy Tulowitzki is gone. Like, gee, this team is terrible, and he's the only reason I bought the ticket. Well, what you've right. got to do is build teams that you buy the tickets to see them win, not, not to see just the guy. Exactly. Amen. It's like the, it's like fans don't go to the ballpark to watch managers manage, so it really doesn't matter how big their name is, but not everyone understands that. So, anyway. All right, Thomas, thank you so much. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, thank you very much. We'll see what happens at the deadline. We may have more to talk about. Who knows? Yeah, amen. There's still 24 hours left. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.